This episode of The Cinema Crew is brought to you by Simply Energy and the Simply Gold Class Plus Energy Offer. Meet a new set of angels in Charlie's Angel. You want to be an angel? I've had a taste. I want in. Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. And the race to end all races in Ford v Ferrari. Jen, I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. You just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. You're going to build a car to beat Ferrari. This car ain't going to build itself. Now knock it off. I'll go to hell. That's this week on The Cinema Crew. Hello and welcome to The Cinema Crew, the podcast that talks new movies every week. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always is Vari McIntyre. Hello. And Dan Miranda. Hello. Now your chance to win a gold class double pass, thanks to Simply Energy and the Simply Gold Class Plus Energy offer coming up just a little later on. But first. You want to be an angel? Don't call me. We go old school. Don't call me. That was fun. Don't call me. It seems Charlie's Angels is now something that every generation gets their own set of. From the original trio in the 70s and 80s to the first big screen version all the way back in 2000. Well, right on schedule, almost 20 years later, we're meeting a new trio. This time, spawning from the mind of writer and director Elizabeth Banks. Do you think the Angels will stand the test of time? I actually hadn't thought of that. Each generation gets their own Charlie's Angels. That's it's kind of cool. like this is really nerdy. It's kind of like the doctor from Doctor Who. Depending <laughs> yeah. on when you were born, you have a different doctor. Well, <laughs> this one, I guess, is kind of like James Bond. They've gone into this world where it's opened up a bit more than the Charlie's Angels that I know with Lucy Lou. And it's an in, they've gone international, basically. And there's a trio of women one of them is new to the group and she has discovered that there's this new technology that threatens the world, basically. And she teams up with the other two and enters into the Charlie's Angels agency, I guess, and helps them to take down whoever it is who's made this technology. And I love Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. So I love that she wrote this. Yeah. She's in it. <laughs> she helped made it. This is great. And she also plays Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not a character anymore. It's a rank. <laughs> it's kind of so, like uh, like you mentioned James Bond. Yeah. There's like Q and M. Mm. and But there's not just one Q or M. It kind of keeps swapping. Yeah. Since she's now made Bosley like that. Yeah. So this is the first time it's ever been a female playing a Bosley character. So that's really cool as well. And not only that, if you look in the, the credits on like IMDb, there's three Bosleys. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. yeah. Because <laughs> as far as I'm aware, we haven't seen this film yet, but uh, apparently... There are different sets of angels and apparently Bosleys throughout the, the entire yeah. world. Yeah. So also, um, Jaimon Honsu and uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart oh, yeah. also play Bosleys. <laughs> what Perfect. a trio of Bo- I just want to see those three Bosleys go on their own adventure. <laughs> they kick yeah. out the Charlie's Angels. Like, We're doing it now. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're like the handlers of of the younger women who actually do all the the ass kicking. Yeah. Well, and and so you mentioned Elizabeth Banks that you're excited for, and that's actually mm. the main reason. I want to see this. Mm. I want to see how she does action because mm. all the stuff she's directed, it's been mainly comedy, Yeah, but she's quite a good director. And now I'm excited to see uh, Edgar Wright's an example of this. He was a really good comedic director and then mm. he did The World's End and Baby Driver. And he's like, well, he's also an amazing action director. Yeah. And I love when a director kind of surprises you like that. And I really want to see 
her version of like a Charlie's Angels action film. Yeah, and especially I think with Charlie's Angels from our age generation, knowing the the Lucy Liu version of mm. them, those movies were very tongue-in-cheek, mm. very self-aware. They weren't very serious and cool. it was a lot Good. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if this one will hopefully pick up a bit more on that humour because it looks a bit more serious Actually, we haven't seen this one, so we can only go off the trailers. Yeah. But it does look like it's taking a bit itself a bit more seriously. I did see in um, some of my research that they actually are really going heavy with the artillery, like guns yeah. and all that. But um, the one you're mentioning, which I think is an incredible masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That's why I love it. Um, they were mainly martial arts and they actually didn't yeah. really handle well, guns yeah, at all. So yeah. interesting fact, Drew Barrymore produced the originals in 2000 mm. and she – Stated as producer, she mm. didn't want them to use guns. She oh. wanted them to get out of all their situations because of their intelligence and because of their ability. Yeah. And she's actually also the producer of this one as well. Oh. But oh. they've decided that, well, yeah, let's have some fun. Let's actually give them the guns okay. back. That's originally what the show was about. The poster was always yeah. them yeah, with, with the guns. The guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because now because uh, it, it's kind of become like the pose, right, the Charlie's Angel pose, and people do the finger guns. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. missing from that entire <laughs> other franchise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like James Bond as well, holding a gun. You kind of have to have the guns. So I'm excited about the cast of this movie. Mm. Naomi Scott, I'm in love with. But <laughs> I, I'm, I think that Kristen Stewart is one of the most underrated actresses because everyone just remembers Twilight. Yeah. That's all everyone yeah. remembers. And everyone says, oh, she's kind of mopey. She's so good. And I'm glad that she's doing like another blockbuster where people will see that she's more than what like they remember her for. I think that of Rob Pattinson. I think that of most of the Twilight cast, to be honest. But I'm so excited about Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that she's done a lot of art house films. She kind yeah. of disappeared for a while. And good ones too. Through, yeah. No fault of her own. Um, and she, yeah, has done all these arty films where she does get to show off her acting skills. I've seen a couple of those and thought, oh, okay. She does kind of have that face where she doesn't express a lot of emotion, <laughs> but maybe it will come out a bit more in this one. I think that's good for film though, in a way. Well, yeah, so there, there's there's that whole thing of like the difference between subtlety and big acting. Mm. And in yeah. fact, like I think most people agree Leonardo DiCaprio is a very good actor, but he's also a very big actor. He shouts a lot. He's very kind of like emotive. Mm-hmm. But that is, I guess, the baseline of people like, oh, that's good because I see the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, I would say even Brad Pitt and Ad Astra, very subdued. Yeah. yeah. But also I think like that's a choice that he's making. And I think Kristen Stewart's very much in that camp of being like, you always know what she's thinking and how she's feeling. She doesn't have to kind of have these big showy moments. Mm. However, I will say – Everything I've seen so far of this film, she looks like she's having a blast. Yeah. She's dressing up. She's got wigs on. Oh, I love it. Oh, talking about dressing up, you Ooh. do see a couple of the costumes um, from the, the original the, movie series oh. in this. They've got a giant closet, uh, more so than you'd ever see in the original Charlie's Angels movies, where they've got just piles and piles of costumes and shoes and stuff. Because obviously they're spies in disguise. Like they have to dress up. So they've got whole closets. And the blue race car uniform and the German outfit. Oh, yes. The <laughs> German outfit. Are in there. So, yeah, keep an eye out. And also in this is the introduction, as far as I'm aware, of Ella Belenska. Yeah, so she'll be the third angel. And I think she has, as far as credits go, the the smallest on the CV. So that'll be, yeah. You know. So I'm, I, she, mm. yeah, she, I, I looked her up briefly and she's done a couple of things here there, but I'm not particularly familiar with her. I think that's but, great yeah. because yeah. The, she can, you know, bring something 
brand new and no one will be, you know, prejudging, oh, she's played Jasmine or she's played, you know, Twilight character. Like yeah. people will have a fresh opinion. Hi. Uh, who are you? I'm Jane. Can you unzip me? Yeah. I'm trying to get in touch with Darn. you. Darn. I'll find you. So what I am kind of hoping from this film, and especially because it's it's by Sony and as is 21 Jump Street, yeah. I'm kind of hoping they take that approach in which they take the old TV show and they kind of recognize the faults in it and how it's a little silly and kind of lean into that. And I know you said it's looking a little more serious, but Elizabeth Banks doing it makes me think that yeah. hopefully they're going to be a little more self-aware, but not to the point of like silliness like the the previous 2000s got. But it's that kind of fun celebration of what made the show so camp and mm. a little silly and in, then iconic for that reason. I thought you were going to say crossover. That'd be oh, fun. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> well, do you know, this is a complete tangent, that uh, 21 Jump Street almost crossed over with Men in Black. I yes. didn't know that. Yes. yes. Yeah. That would have been amazing. <laughs> 21 Jump Street and Charlie's Angels would be great. Or Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels from the 2000s <laughs> crossover. Yeah, well, they could be Drew mentors. Barrymore as producer, I dare say if this is popular enough and people call for it, why not? Well, they even yeah. had one of the original Charlie's Angels from um, the TV series in the 2000 film. So maybe it'll yeah, be the same true. with this. So. Yeah, guest appearance. Mm. And what's interesting is uh, this isn't necessarily a reboot. I mean, it is for mm. all intents and purposes, but it's actually kind of theoretically mm. a continuation of both the original series and then the movies that came after because yeah. the characters are not the three same angels. Yes. They're new angels every time. Yeah. And I like the idea that I mean, Ghostbusters got a little bit of flack for this because it said, all right, ignore the other ones. And the other ones never happened. We're yeah. doing it again. And yeah. people didn't like that they ignored that. And I think that they're maybe, again, maybe Sony, maybe they've learned their lesson. They're, they're saying, no, that all happened. This is just the newest bunch of angels. Welcome to the Townsend Agency. Sabina runs the ground game. Are you ready? Well, there was a gunfight at my wedding. You're married? No, that's the better shot. Don't call me angel. The other thing I quite like uh, is... This sense that that people have of like ownership of who their angels are, because when the trailer was first released for this, there was a lot of negative reaction because people were like they're not the angels I know. Mm. It's Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu. Yeah, no. But flashback to two thousand. <laughs> yeah. And when that trailer came, everyone said they're not the angels <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that idea. It's like it, it happens every time. Of and it's just yeah, they're your angels. That's fine. But these are just the new ones. Your ones still exist. Yes, but we're not making a movie of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> So who do you think should see Charlie's Angels? So, yeah, I think if you um, have enjoyed recent films with, like, you know, some kick-ass girl characters or, you know, powerhouse performances like from Hustlers or even, as we say, if you're a fan of the Charlie's Angels films or the TV series, picture this in the same universe per se. So I think if you're going to enjoy those sort of action films, enjoy Charlie's Angels as a franchise, you're going to really like this film. Yeah, I think it's going to appeal to a different kind of audience that may have not watched the any of the originals, the 70s or the 2000s mm. versions. Um, probably a younger audience. It looks like it's got a lot of action but a lot of fun and better hairstyles than the 70s. <laughs> I love those 70s hairstyles. <laughs> also still in cinemas, Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. The sequel to The Shining. Last Christmas. Inspired by George Michael's classic hit. And Pain and Glory. A Spanish language film with Antonio Banderas. 
Yes, you can hear about all of those films and, in fact, everything that's in cinemas right now in our back catalogue, which you can access from whichever podcast app you'd like. Mr. Shelby, what's it take to win the 24 hours of Le Mans? You need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. Together, we're going to make history. Here's a little something about me. I have absolutely no interest in cars whatsoever. I don't prefer any brand over any other. I've never watched an entire car race. So it might surprise you to learn that Ford v Ferrari is actually one of my most anticipated movies of the year. From its stellar cast to its fantastic director, is this a movie that'll make me care about a car race? Yes, it certainly will. Yeah, this is an ode from the outset to fans of car racing, sports. Like, you know, that's what I feel will get an audience reaction out of people. But you go for the car race, but you stay for the relationships. This mm. is at its this is at its heart. <laughs> it's a buddy. It's a buddy film, and it's perfectly executed and such fun because the humor is so exquisitely sprinkled throughout the entire film and it's leading to this big race at the end of the film which is a, a famous uh, uh, Le Mans 66 the Le Mans 66 Le, Le Mans I call it it's Le Mans Le Mans, Le Mans. I'm sorry I'm not as cultured <laughs> we saw the film <laughs> they, yeah know. they say it a lot um, in the film yeah and so because of that you really are invested by the time it gets to the end of the film when the race actually occurs. Well, this is what I find kind of interesting with, it happens with car racing movies and boxing movies. I have no interest in car racing. I have no interest mm. in boxing, but I do tend to like movies about boxing and movies about car racing. Yeah. Rush previously with Chris Hemsworth, I thought was a really good movie. The Creed mm. movies I really enjoy. Mm. So there's something about actually, it, it's a nice underdog metaphor, I guess, yes. like a car race. Uh, and the idea of the actual like heightened human drama that you get from it it really doesn't matter whether you're into the subject matter at all because there's just a story to be told through that medium. Yeah, it's at its heart, it's very petty. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great made film and I really enjoyed it, but really when you boil it down, Ford was just like, well, screw Ferrari, I'm going to win and did it. So you're going to beat old man Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. How long did you tell them that you needed? Two, three hundred years? Ninety days. It could come apart. One way to find out. So in Ford v Ferrari, it's inspired by true events. Uh, Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon, is an American car designer and he convinces the company of Ford to, uh, I I suppose, uh, approach Ken Miles, who's played by Christian Bale, to race on behalf of Ford to beat Ferrari after a failed business meeting places them in a battle of power against one another. Yeah, so it's the idea that the Ford, the everyday consumer car, has to beat the Ferrari, which Correct. is the Italian stallion mm. car, you know. And it, it's I mean, it's an underdog story. Yeah, at its heart, it's very petty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, I loved this film. I really enjoyed it, and it's, it's a very well-made film. But really, when you boil it down, it's about Ford, and they were just like, no, we'll screw Ferrari, I'm going to win. <laughs> like, and then also the, the actual characters petty as well and they're just like well screw you i can do this and then they do it so yeah they're definitely flawed characters <laughs> now, i have heard it explained as a real kind of uh celebration of capitalism shouldn't be so fun yeah. <laughs> it kind of is <laughs> i mean like, these yeah. are two huge companies that we're talking about ford and ferrari yeah and ford being the little guy mm. well 
when you look at it, obviously it's, you know, massive companies going head to head at a million dollar racing event, but it's this universal emotion that we can all connect with in that someone tells me I can't do something, so I've got to prove them wrong. Yes. And it just so happens that they have the millions of dollars to invest in making that come true. And if everybody did, <laughs> you know, a lot more dreams would be coming true. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about Christian Bale. And if you're keeping track of his body yo-yoing, he's come straight from Vice, Vice. Mm, in which he had 40 pounds of extra fat on him to play a lean race car driver. Mm. And so he is known for, for lack of a better word, commitment Uh, to his roles. Yes. How did you find he went in this? Well, yeah, apart from losing that amount of weight in seven months, simply by, quote, (laughs) not not eating. eating. Yeah, I read that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's got, but also, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's getting paid a lot of money, which helps. um, Millions of dollars does motivate. Yes, (laughs) of course it does. Um, No, his performance was, oh, he plays like an English character. Mm. Christian Bale lives with his wife in the film, whose character name is Molly Miles. Uh, What a great alliteration um yeah, sounds like a superhero yeah and their son and i believe he he runs a mechanical business or a mechanic and it gets uh, repossessed so he's in dire straits financially but you know watching the way he uh, connects with his wife or doesn't connect with his wife in mm. some scenes is very yeah you watch it and you're you're amazed at how well that they gel together even though that they're at odds quite often. Yeah, you know what? I felt like Christian Bale's character is supposed to be a bit of an asshole, but then he can do some really nice stuff. He's lovable. And, yeah, I was, like, thinking even his facial expressions just really annoyed me throughout the whole film. I was like, <laughs> he just has this, like, a really annoying pout, and I was just like, oh, he's so up himself. But <laughs> well. he's actually a really nice character. He's very selfless. Mm. Um, he puts in a lot of work and effort for his family and the people around him that he loves. He's very honest. Um, and yeah, he's just like a really nice character you want to root for. And a great dad. Mm. And the thing that seems to be really selling this movie is this dynamic between his character and Matt Damon's character, Mm. Shelby. Yeah. And it's like a brother, brotherly rivalry. Like they're Mm. wrestling on the ground and punching each other, but then they love each other and then they hate each other. And how, how did you think that that relationship kind of came across? Oh yeah. This movie wouldn't work without their dynamic. Mm. It's based on these two characters and their, yeah, their fighting or their agreement on whatever situation is happening. And without these two actors actually having that chemistry on screen, it wouldn't feel as good. This is a wonderful era in motor racing history, but is more than a racing movie. All right, here we go. The movie does a really wonderful job of showing that two guys who are very different can come together and attempt to do the impossible. You've got a plan. It's high risk. Extremely high risk. The odds are against them, and despite that, they know what it's like to persist, and they never give up. This is a crossroads in both of their lives. It's incredibly relatable. If you do this, make sure it's worth it. You really feel what's at stake. Together, we're going to make history. I will also say I want to give a shout out to John Bernthal who yes. plays who plays a Ford executive in the film and he has like a supporting role but I'm just everything I see him in I'm I so him. I love him <laughs> like he, I I'm waiting for the day where he's going to be headlining a list films I, I've long yeah. I've long said I, I don't know whether he's ever really come up on this podcast because he, he he's not that prolific yeah. but. Mm. He's my boy. Yes. I love John Bernthal. Every <laughs> Ever time since he Walking turns Dead. Up, he, every time oh, yeah. he turns up, he's my favorite in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie's normally pretty good if, yeah. he, if he turns up in it as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And for those who are unfamiliar, I guess most recently he played The Punisher 
on Netflix. That's yes. Or The Walking Dead originally in a couple mm. of years ago. Uh, but yeah, he's great. I also want to talk about James Mangold, who is the director of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt everyone here has seen one of his films, be it Logan from a couple of years ago or Walk the Line mm-hmm. from, you know, what, a decade ago now. Mm. He's a great filmmaker. A f- film like this needs a certain amount of flair to take a subject matter that not everyone's interested in and make it interesting. Ooh. But as soon as you make it kind of too stylish and too over the top, then you lose people again. How do you think he did finding that middle ground? It's interesting you say that because I felt watching this, obviously it's set in the 60s and there's you're trying to set a place up in a time that's not now. And how do you do that? Yeah. Like I mentioned before, product placement. And so <laughs> like you, you've got everything from Pan Am all the way to Coca-Cola and it's it's not done in a in-your-face type of way and I feel like a lot of the colour palettes throughout the film are really like warm and mm. inviting. And a little um, bit washed out, almost like faded film would be from that kind of Yeah, period. yeah, yeah. So uh, I felt he, he dealt with the visual style of the film perfectly. Yeah, it's shot really beautifully as well and a lot of the scenes, you get a lot of racing moments in this. So you're either in the car or the camera's going along with the cars and you see crashes going on and they're doing turns really fast and obviously I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very technical. But I know that when they were filming the scenes at Le Mans in France, the track that they go around is, you know, miles long and they're racing around this for 24 hours straight and it doesn't look like it did when it was in the 60s, obviously. So they had to shoot at five different places each scene and had to like get for the, each of the sections of the racetrack. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Five different places, and then had to continuity it together and make sure that all the cars were going the right way, and they're all <laughs> in the same place. And yeah, it, the weather was the same yeah, as yeah. well. So I didn't notice any of that. Well, that's and good. That's the knowing that effect after, is the one you never notice. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So knowing that afterwards, and then thinking, oh, I did not notice that at all. They sewed it all together very nicely, and. It's the the tenseness that you get, especially from like being inside the car with the characters as they're driving and seeing how like sweaty and tired mm. they, they get from doing this race and all the things, the chaos that's around them and just the noise of the cars as yeah. well. It, it's yeah, it's, See this in cinemas because you're right, the roar <laughs> yeah. of the vehicles is just like oh, the ground was shaking. When you saw <laughs> yeah, it really adds to the atmosphere and you really get into the character's point of view. So who do you think should see Ford v Ferrari? Um, as I mentioned at the heart of this film, it is a it's a relationship film between two buddies. They have a special bond, a brotherhood, you might say. That is what will make this film soar because you will come for those amazing vintage cars and for the 24-hour long Le Mans race from the mid-60s. So if you're a fan of cars, you'll definitely, you've got to see this film. But. If you're not the biggest fan, as you're not, Cambo, I think you're still going to just really, because I'm not a big car fan and I really left with a with a full heart. <laughs> yeah, it's a really beautiful story. Basically, you took all my points. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, Vari, I think you would agree that in a way we're like the Charlie's Angels. Yes. Yes. And who's our Bosley? Well, Simply Energy, isn't it? And oh. Not just Simply Energy, but Simply Energy and the Simply Gold Class Plus Energy Offer. Yes, the cinema crew has a new sponsor on board who love movies almost as much as us. Simply Energy has a great energy deal for movie lovers. Simply switch to the Simply Gold Class Plus energy offer and receive up to eight Gold Class tickets with your energy offer. Search Simply Energy to find out more. Now, for your chance to win a Gold Class double pass thanks to Simply Energy and the Simply Gold Class Plus energy offer, head to the Village Cinema's Facebook or Instagram page 
Look for the Cinema Crew post and answer the question. We want to know who plays your favourite angel out of all the shows and movies that have been on in the past or present. Who is it? Ooh, any actress, any generation. Mine's Drew Barrymore. Well, simply leave your answer with the hashtag The Cinema Crew for your chance to win. Next week, Black Panther hunts some cop killers in 21 Bridges. Shady government cover-ups and official secrets. The most serious movie you'll ever watch that also involves marionette puppets in Judy and Punch. And good old-fashioned sea shanties in Fisherman's Friend. But until next week, thank you, Barry. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. My name is Cambo, and this is The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas.